this whole process, just going through it was so amazing. Just watching the launch and seeing how it all unraveled and seeing how um, Dean's team handled the affiliates was really, um, really great. I was really impressed with what they did there. Uh, I've been around the affiliate space for a long time, and these guys did a really nice job of working and helping and giving assets to the affiliates, helping them in any way they can to promote. They were making it as easy as possible to do so. I think that's another reason why they're so successful. I spent the last 17 years building my eight-figure performance business without using any of my own money, working with some of the most brilliant direct response marketers in the world today. Now I'm looking for entrepreneurs to join my affiliate army, built on ethics, transparency, and good old hard work. Join me to change the perception of how people view the greatest business in the world, affiliate marketing, and follow along as I learn, apply, and share performance marketing strategies working with some of the brightest people on the planet. My name is Eric Beer, and welcome to the Performance Marketer Podcast. What's up, guys? So first off, I want to start off by... You know, everybody that's out in the, in the world that's quarantined into their house right now, I hope you and your family is okay. And, um, we're going to get through this, stay positive, try to think about the, uh, opportunities that are out there that are, are going to show up from this as much as there's a lot of, uh, negativity around this virus. Hopefully we get past it soon. And we come out of this stronger. So hang in there. And what I'd recommend is just try to take some time to, to do things you normally wouldn't do. Spend time with your family, love them, hug them, play games, do a puzzle, uh, watch videos, um, whatever it is that you normally wouldn't do. Take this time because it's precious, you know, because you're stuck inside and people are joking around about how you're around your family so much. But this is, this is pretty cool, you know, like, uh, that you get to hang out with your family in a way that you normally never get to do. Like you sit in a home and you feel like it's a, it's a vacation, <laughs> you know, like in some way that it's so odd you know, that no one's going to school and, and, and work and we're all just sitting around that you try to make the best of it. You know, hopefully no one gets really ill and this passes and we're done. So, you know, I just want to, you know, my heart goes out to all you guys and hope you're well. So. All right. Today we're going to talk about my last month of what I just started doing with when I promoted the Knowledge Broker Blueprint. And I want to talk to you guys and I'm going to walk you through my strategy, what I did, um, things I learned from it, things that were good, things that were bad, and uh, kind of get inside uh, my brain on what I did and how I went about using their product, their brand to build my list. Okay. So the whole concept here, right, with affiliate marketing is that you don't have to create any of your own products. You don't have to fulfill on anything. You don't have to be involved in customer service. All you need to do is get distribution for the offer. You need to find the right audience and get the right person to the right offer. And if you have all the assets, then you just find all the places that they're hiding out and you go after it. And, uh, that's where I shine, right? Uh, my whole career, uh, what we're good at, what I'm good at is being able to generate leads. We've been generating leads our entire career. I've generated 
over a billion clicks or over 50 million leads. When I find a partner that knows how to work leads, that's where the business is the best for me, right? And um, in this one here, this was a little bit different than I've ever uh, promoted in my life because one, I've, I've never promoted something where I put my own personal name behind it. So that was different. And uh, the other thing is that you know, you're going out to the marketplace trying to find cold leads and then to get people to buy a product that's $2,000. And that's not easy. What I liked about it was that I liked that it was a promotion that had a start date and there was a window to where it would close. So all about, you know, the excitement and the hype to leading up to it. Then at the end of the, uh, emotion comes the last hour, uh, 30 minutes left, 10 minutes left, and creating urgency and scarcity, that was pretty exciting. Plus, I was able to now go out to the market and promote and use Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, Russell Brunson's names to be able to drive traffic to generate leads that I now am building a list on, okay? So, you know, the whole idea here is that whether you make money or not isn't really that important if you have a back-end strategy and a back-end plan. So the goal here is to find something that you believe in, that you can get behind, a product that you like, and if you do and you would be promoting it no matter what, then that's a win-win. And now the idea is that you're going to go out and promote. So let me talk you through this a little bit. So February 19th was when the registration was supposed to open. February 27th was the day of the live event. So the way that we did this was usually what happens is on a launch is you create some hype around the program. So no matter what channel you're using, you can use social media, you can use email, you can use a podcast, you can use a blog. It depends on who you are and what you're about. The majority of people in this was... They were, they were influencers. They were, they were big influencers with big followings, right? So, um, they have a warm audience. A warm audience is somebody that knows you already. Uh, somebody that has already consumed some of your content. For example, if somebody's already listened to my podcast, then you would be considered a warmer lead than somebody that has never heard of me before, which would be a cold lead. And the whole idea here is that we started off where we created a funnel and we called it like the VIP funnel where it was a VIP wait list. And what we did was we got people to, we drove traffic to people to sign up for our wait list. And when we did that, someone would sign up and then on the thank you page, uh, what we did was they qualified for an exclusive Facebook group. And when they would sign up, the thank you page would have a link and then they would click and register for a Facebook group that we created that was private, that was specifically for just this program. So what we were doing was we were getting, we were getting them into a, a place where we can have connections, open the pipes, be able to communicate with them. And, and you want to have as many touch points as possible, right? So when they sign up, you get their name and their email. Uh, if they want to give you their phone number and they opt in to either A, get a, a phone call or B, SMS text message, uh, that's another way to, to touch these people. And, uh, then there's the, you know, the Facebook group, Facebook messenger. Those are other ways that we were, uh, connecting with them. And, you know, if they're following you or, uh, you know, listening to your, your podcast or reading your blogs or, uh, watching your videos on YouTube, those are other ways that you can, you can connect with them. But 
that isn't in your control because they have to come and look for it, right? Versus you being able to reach out to them. So we were building up our list in the beginning so that we would then have a database of people that then when the day came on the 19th, we were going to send out emails. Okay, registration's open, sign up. We also got them into the Facebook group and we started to engage with them. One thing I'll say that uh, I think we started too early on the, on the hype. Uh, I think we got people to sign up early, uh, like the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. And the 27th was when this webinar was going live. And by that time, when you're signing up, people, you know, people sign up for things and then they just don't, a majority of them just, they forget they signed up. They don't want to do it anymore. They just, whatever state of mind they were in at that moment. Uh, if I did it over again, I would wait a little longer uh, before I started buying media and generating some leads. Or the other thing I'd say that uh, I would do is I would do a better job of connecting with them immediately when they signed up. Meaning someone signs up for the VIP waitlist, I have to get in touch with them somehow, some way, ASAP. Whether it's you triggering an email to them to get them to start consuming your content, getting them into a Facebook group and then welcoming them and, and Facebook messaging them to welcome them into your group and trying to make a connection with them. Create that human aspect of that this is real and you're real and, and you know, you start to create that relationship with them. I would do that sooner and go harder at it and focus more on just trying to connect in some way or form with these people. Because what happened was a lot of people signed up, they joined the Facebook group, people engaged for sure, but it wasn't as as good as I would have liked. We also, uh, during the hype period, which was really between like the 10th and the 18th, which was the days before this actually launched where the registration was open. The way what we did there was we had our VIP funnel and then it was called the Eric KBB, right? So very easy to remember, Eric KBB, Knowledge Broker Blueprint, KBB, right? So erickbb.com. And then what we would do is we would change it as the time went on, but kept that same URL. And what we would do is we, we scheduled podcasts where we pl- replayed the previous year's Tony and Dean webinar from the year before on the 13th, 14th, 17th, and 18th. So that was a Thursday, Friday, 13th and 14th. Then the weekend came and then the 17th and 18th. And we broke it up into four parts. And then we had an intro and an outro. Intro meaning that we welcomed uh, everybody and we talked about what was going on and our bonuses that we were giving away when someone signed up. And we were directing them to the erickbb.com and then on the back end of it doing the exact same thing with the concept of if people were listening to this over a period of time that they would hear that and then they would go and type it in and register. And that we got some signups for that as well. So during the hype period, we had our VIP funnel, we had our podcast that we ran the 13th, 14th, 17th, 18th, and we had our Facebook group that we were running, which was uh, all geared around the KBB. And I was engaging with these people inside of the group. And we were posting a little bit on my social channels with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And we were sending some things out, just kind of like planting seeds that this is happening, you know, creating some awareness, showing that you can get on the VIP wait list so that you can have first dibs and you won't miss out and that you can be part of the chat because the previous year the the internet broke. Uh, they couldn't handle it. The servers, they couldn't handle it. So that was the messaging. 
we sent some emails. We got them to connect through Facebook Messenger. So we were able to send out messages to connect with them from Facebook Messenger. And we also were able to communicate with them through sending out emails to them, uh, to the leads. And we were also communicating with them in the Facebook group. And uh, overall, I'd say from the hype perspective, it's good to get the word out, but I wouldn't do it so soon next time. I would, uh, I would wait. I just feel like most people, when they sign up, they're signing up for things and then they forget about it. And unless you have something prepared for them to engage with you and get going, what happens is they sign up and then uh, by the time the date comes, they're just not into it as much. Or you're trying to get them first to register and then you're trying to get them to show up on the 27th, right? So let me just back up for a second and, and, and just kind of tell you some dates so you guys understand this. February 27th was the live webinar. February 19th was when we were looking to get people to register for the webinar. And on the 27th, after the live webinar, the live training, that's when the cart opens where people can purchase. And that went all the way to March 9th. So that was our window. The 19th registration all the way to the 9th of March was when this was all happening. And it was really cool. I mean, this whole, this whole process, just going through it was so amazing. Just watching the launch and seeing how it all unraveled and seeing how, um, Dean's team handled the affiliates was really, um, really great. I was really impressed with what they did there. Uh, I've been around the affiliate space for a long time and these guys did a really nice job of working and helping and giving assets to the affiliates, helping them in any way they can to promote. They were making it as easy as possible to do so. So I think that's another reason why they're so successful. They're really smart in that way. I would recommend that when you guys are running an affiliate program, what you want to do is you want to assume that affiliates are lazy. You want to assume that they're not going to do the work. So you do the work for them. So they call it swipe files. What you want to do is you want to give them email copy. You want to give them social media copy. You want to give them any thing they can use to promote so that they don't have to do anything. If, if someone has a, a following, instead of them having to go and do all the work to write up the copy, you're giving them what you want the messaging to be. Yes, the good ones, the smart ones, they're going in and they're manipulating it and they're personalizing it to what their audience is used to hearing and they're smart about it. But overall, the, the concept is you want to give them a package that an affiliate can use so that they don't really have to do anything other than just focus on getting traffic and promoting your offer. And you guys can, you know, assist them in any way possible by providing them all the assets and the creatives and all that good jazz. So I thought they did a really nice job with that. And, uh, so we had the hype, hype went through. So that went from like the 10th to the 18th of February. So then the 19th came and on the 19th, that was when the registration opened for the KBB. So people could register for the live webinar and it was free to do so. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because I was watching what all the top guys were doing and the majority of them were driving traffic directly to the links that Tony and Dean and have given them. They weren't driving traffic to their, their squeeze page or their bridge pages. And, um, you know, as I was looking inside their platform, what they did was they were 
giving you the ability to press a button inside the affiliate platform and you could download all the leads that you generate on their form. So you really didn't have to drive traffic to your pages to capture the data because they were giving that data to you. They were, they were making it accessible. They were giving you the name, their email, their phone. And you're driving the traffic, it's your traffic, so you, you rightfully should get access to this, right? So that was pretty cool. So what we did was we had a bridge page where we had bonuses and we had over $39,000 in bonuses. And it was, it was, it was a good deal. We had a good deal. But what we did was we didn't want to lose any drop off. And what I mean by drop off is from the 19th to the 28th, when we were driving traffic, if people land on our bridge page, right? You got to think about it as do we want people landing on a page where you can have Tony Robbins, where everybody knows, or you have me that maybe you know, maybe you don't know, especially when it's cold traffic. You likely don't know who I am. And that part, we made the decision to drive traffic directly to the webinar page. And the conversions were a lot higher. From from the media perspective, it was great. We drove a lot of leads. We drove almost 30,000 leads total when we were driving traffic. So we built up our list off of, of these guys' names, right? And we own that list of 30,000 people now that we can promote to. But so... These 30,000 people that signed up, now we had gotten them from the 19th to the 26th. Okay, 19th to 26th, right, because the live was 27th. So during that time period, what we did was we had our bridge page, we had the funnel there, we drove traffic to the webinar page, and we also, I interviewed Dean on my podcast. So what we did was we broke that podcast up into three parts. And we launched that on on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. And it was a good interview. I mean, a lot of really good things came out of it. You guys should, you can go back and listen to it if you want now. You know, it's one of the earlier episodes, but um, there's a lot of good value there. So what we did was we broke it up into three so that every day we were publishing a different episode, getting closer and closer to the live event on the webinar, right? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was a new podcast episode. In the intros and outros, we were promoting the KBB. So erickbb.com talked about my bonuses to sign up and, um, you know, explained that it was going to be live at a certain date. So anybody that was listening would hear that. And, uh, that was cool. Um, I, I was pleased with how that came out. We also, when we do any podcast, uh, the team creates all this micro content and the micro content from this episode is for Instagram. It's for Facebook. It's for LinkedIn, Twitter, emails. So, um, what they do is they create, uh, short clips of video. They, oh, in YouTube, they do long clips for YouTube. They do long clips for Instagram, IGTV. They do short clips for, for Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we get quote cards with my picture and then they take different quote cards out. We take the episode, we turn that episode into a blog and we post that blog onto my website, ericbeer.com. So with one episode of a podcast, we're creating all of this content 
tons of content that could last me weeks that I could use. And that's something that you guys should, should listen to and understand, right? People think that they have to create all this different content and you really don't. You can create one piece of content. Like right now, this time I'm spending with you as I'm explaining the KPB is a piece of content for my podcast. It's a piece of content for we're going to create a blog post out of it. We're going to create a YouTube video out of it. We're going to create all this micro content out of it where we're going to be able to post this over a period of time in all these different social channels. And, um, you know, it's like you publish your podcast, but it, one thing about podcasts and, and videos on YouTube is they last forever. They're still out in the marketplace, right? So there are people that will find me. And if they take any interest in who I am, they're going to start to look around and see what kind of content I have. And if they stumble upon my podcast, they're going to start to listen to different episodes, right? So an episode that we're talking about today will go on and someone might come back and listen to this four or five years from now, right? So, you know, this, this, this content is evergreen. It lasts forever. So you got to think about that when you guys are, when you guys are trying to create content that it's, there's so many different ways that you can do it and just doing it with just one, one time for you can create all this content. So we used all this content to promote Eric KBB. We had the Facebook group and what we did was we sat around and we thought about what we're going to do. I created a five day challenge and the five day challenge was how to find your superpower and what to do next. And it was free. We offered it to people in our Facebook group. The idea was that we were going to start it on the 23rd. So the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th, the 26th, the 27th. The 23rd was a Sunday. So the idea was we were going to do a five-day challenge where we were engaging with people and we were helping them with getting an understanding of what are they good at? What kind of knowledge do they have? Talking to them, prepping them so that when they get to the webinar, they're not like, oh my God, what is this, right? So um, what was cool about that was I created a membership area and it was free. And what I did was we had a five-day plan and we went through, you know, day one was all around belief. Uh, day two was all around failure. Day three was all around don't try to fix what's not broken and how you don't have to recreate the wheel you find things that are working and you model them. Day four was all around like who is your audience. And day five was all around how you can build your business with, without having to invest a lot of your own money. And we talked about all of those things throughout the five days. And at the same time with them trying to find their niche. Um, yeah, we had that. And one of the days was all around like the market and the niche. And it was all around trying to like take, they took a personality test. They were really looking within themselves to just kind of get a good idea of like, what are they about? Who are they? What are they good at? You know, cause it's funny when you, when you go through life, you kind of just, everything gets so busy and you, you just, you kind of just, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. So it's nice to take a step back and, and you know, it's like now when you guys are home, like take a personality test. If you guys haven't done that, I recommend you do it. And by the way, this five day challenge, I left it out. It's evergreen. What I'm going to do is I'll put that in this, in this episode down below in the, sh in the, in the notes of the show. If anybody wants to take the five day challenge, it's free. 
I typically don't like to do free, but um, in this case I did because normally I don't like to do free because just not because I don't want to give it away for free. I have no problem with giving it away for free. It's just that people need to have a commitment. If people don't pay for something, they tend to not take it as serious. So you normally want to pay for something because then it kind of forces you to work harder because you're like, man, I paid for this. I got to get my money's worth. So um, in any event, we'll put that down there. But what's cool about it and something you guys should take a note on is I didn't go and create a five-day challenge where I sat and taped myself for five days. No. What I did was I did a Facebook Live with the group. And I did it every single day. And then what I would do is I would put those videos inside the membership area with some notes for the day so that there were some calls to action and you could have some small wins. But what happened was through those five days, as I was trying to indoctrinate all the people in the group, I also was creating content at the same time. And I created a membership. And now I have a five-day challenge from trying to get these people to find their superpower and what to do next and get them to get excited about the, the webinar coming up, right? Because naturally I wanted to get them to get a good understanding and have knowledge around the self-education business. And uh, that part's pretty cool. So, you know, one thing with you guys, if you're, all, if you're out there and you're trying to create memberships, don't go and just, you know, take time to, to make it perfect and sit down and, and, and start taping yourself. No, the opposite is get people to sign up and then do it live. A uh, few reasons. One is you want to, your time is valuable. Uh, and two is you want to get feedback from the people that you're communicating with so that if you continue to do this, you're going to see what works and what doesn't work. And then you can cut out what didn't work. And then if you do it again live, you'll know how to tweak the program so that it, it makes sense based on feedback from the people that are in, in the actual challenge. So that's a little, a little note for you guys that I recommend for everybody out in the marketplace. Uh, and that's a good way to, to set up some membership areas and, and create some programs of your own as you're living your life, as you're working, as you're doing things, right? I'm creating membership areas as I'm working on a day to day. And that's a good thing to do that you guys can start to build up programs because you want to have different products. So that was another thing that we did. And we had a five-day challenge within the 19th to the 26th. And we were posting on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter. I toyed around about buying media in Times Square on a billboard. And because I, I thought about doing that, uh, I reached out to a buddy of mine, uh, Dan Beck, and he owns this, uh, this SMS platform called TextWire. And what he did was he gave me a short code. We got a short code together that I can use. Um, and it's 80800. And ultimately what it was, was if I was going to buy this billboard in, in Times Square, what I would have is I would have a message to text 80800. And then you would have some keyword that someone would type into their phone. And when they do that, then they press send to that short code. We have a predetermined message that we were going to trigger back to the user with a link to get them to register, to get them to show up, to get them to buy. So everything we do is measurable, right? We always want to measure our media. When we're buying media, we need to know, is it working or not? We need to know, 
when I bought that ad for a dollar, what happened? This is a way to do it. If you're, if you're an advertiser who's doing something that's at home or, you know, you're branding something in the marketplace, this is a good way for you to get some idea, some measurements on if you're reaching people, if you're getting people to take action. It's interesting. Uh, if you guys want more information about that, let me know. Uh, Dan's an awesome guy and I'm happy to put you guys in, in touch with him. Really cool. But we're using this strategy right now. And I'll tell you guys a little bit about something else, but I'm doing like a, a text program where I have different keywords and I text people, uh, and they're part of different groups and it's called the knowledge circle and it's really cool. We'll get into that later. But so we were promoting on, on all of the social channels. We were doing out of home. We didn't do the media buy on, on Times Square only because it was, it was pretty expensive and we just, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but we, we did do, a, we spent a lot of money. We, we bought a lot of media. Uh, we came in sixth overall of leads and we got, yeah, we, we got a lot of leads. It was good. You know, it was, it was good. To, it was good to start. You know, where I was disappointed was how I indoctrinated the leads. I didn't use a call center. I didn't dial out on them. I didn't connect with them. That's something I think I would change for the next time. I would want to get in touch with them. I would want to have a human touch. I'd want to communicate with these people. And uh, next time I think that I'll have something in place where we're going to dial out or get them to dial in or connect with them in some way where we have real communication, the same way uh, the real world happens, right? And if you do that and you get to know one another, which I did connect with some people, those people I started to create a relationship with and, and a, a lot of those people signed up because we we started to get to know one another and, now, and we were helping each other. We started to really communicate and, um, you know, that was one thing that I'll say, connections, open the pipes. It's really, really important to do that. We were sending some emails to the users, kind of getting them ready for the live event. And then the, the February 27th came. And on February 27th, um, that was the day that we were just driving traffic to get people to show up for the live event. That was the goal. We just wanted them to get there, right? And the idea was, okay, Tony and Dean will be there and they'll close them. Would you like to learn how I built my business using other people's money? If so, then go join my 21-day challenge at PerformanceMarketerSecrets.com. I look forward to meeting you and welcoming you into my family. And remember, results don't lie, but the people who don't have any do. Thanks for listening.